This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a Frontline of Hope update with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for Thursday, the seventh and final week of Easter. Happy Easter and welcome, Bishop Brennan. Thank you. Happy Easter. Well, Bishop Brennan, uh, yesterday we were celebrating through the Baccalaureate Mass for our diocesan seniors and 11 high schools from the cathedral, a beautiful, beautiful Baccalaureate Mass. Um, And I'd like to talk a little bit more about that today with our listeners, if that'd be okay. That would be great. It was a very uplifting opportunity for me, at least. And uh, your basic message, uh, among others, is that we need to live in the world and not be overrun by the world. Well, that was the Lord's message, right? And I couldn't have better readings than the ones that were set apart by the Church for for yesterday, for Wednesday of the seventh week of Easter. You know that in this last week of Easter, we're coming to the end of uh, John's Gospel just before the Passion, the end of the Lord's Supper, and we're also coming to the end of the Acts of the Apostles. So the readings last night really were farewells. Paul's farewell, it was a very tearful farewell to the church in Ephesus, and uh, Jesus' farewell, but more important than a farewell, his prayer for his disciples as he's getting ready to uh, be to face the crucifixion. And so, yes, his farewell, his prayer for them, he said, Father, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to protect them from the evil one. And that that's a very important statement for the state of the church, for who what we are as Christians, because, you know, sometimes there's a temptation to say, well, the church, you know, the world is bad, and we have to retreat from the world. And there were movements like that in the early days of the church. There were groups that would kind of say, Jesus is coming soon, let's just sit on the mountaintop and, and withdraw from the world. But that's not what Jesus asked us to do. Jesus wants us to be in the world. He wants us to be in the world. He wants us to be active participation participants in the world. He wants us to be voices in the world. And, you know, what did Jesus say at the beginning of the gospel back in uh, John chapter 316? God so loved the world. The world it's, not, it's not a matter of the world is evil and heaven is good. It's that God sees the world as a pathway to heaven and wants us to be part of shaping that world, but not to be overcome by it. And you talked a little bit about uh, Pope Francis's comment about sofa happiness. <laughs> I always get a kick out of that, yes. <laughs> he, you know, World Youth Day in Poland, he, uh, he said, you know, obviously, I would, he, he said, don't be a couch potato, <laughs> a spiritual couch potato. But, you know, he said, he, he said my fear is that for some people, for a lot of people in the world today, the secret to happiness is a great big, soft, comfortable sofa, a couch. You know, and he, and he went on, he said, like one of those that massages the back and makes you feel a little bit drowsy. <laughs> and, you know, there's a place for that on a day like this when it's dank out and rainy, you know, sometimes it's, uh, it's nice just to uh, curl up a little bit. But that's not what we were made for. And you know, the uh, parallel for our lives is not only for kids, for uh, high school graduates, but for all of us, is to equate happiness with comfort. And that's not what we were created for. We weren't created for comfort. 
We were created for happiness. Comfort only lasts for a little while. After a while, especially when you get a little older like us, right? You, you, you sit on the couch too long, you start to feel the aches and the pains, <laughs> right? You do. You do. You do. And you talked to the seniors from the diocese and said this, this is a decisive moment in their life to make choices and to choose your friends wisely. And then, of course, you cap that off by saying that the best friendship is that with Jesus. Precisely. And and our best friends on, on earth are the ones who help us to see that friendship with Jesus, the ones who feed into it. You know, St. Paul had an interesting line in his farewell. He said, you know, ravenous wolves will try to come among you to tear you apart. And indeed, that will always happen in the world. Ravenous wolves, spiritual wolves will try to tear us from Christ, will try to lie to us and tell us that, you know, that friendship with Jesus is imaginary. That friendship with Jesus is restrictive. And in fact, that friendship with Jesus is the most liberating kind of friendship because Jesus walks with us to help us to be who we are meant to be, um, to find that real and lasting happiness. So in our friendships here on earth and in our associations, it's really important that we try to seek out people who want to build up that kind of a friendship with Christ, who want to help us move toward the good, not pull us away. And you reminded us, and I can't hear this enough in my own life, but we become the type of person that we're around the most. In, In many ways, in many ways, you know. Again, talking to young people, I used to say this when I would go for confirmation I would sometimes say I now I do I do more conversations with the young people but I used to do a little fervorino and I would say and this is true I know more good people they were great young people um, and probably still are good people but they got into serious trouble because they were with the wrong crowd in the wrong place and at the wrong time and then ended up making decisions that really now shape the rest of their lives. And so, um, you know, it, 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 it's true. But we want to be the kind of... We, what Jesus wants for us is to be the leaders in this world. So, you know, one of the things I spoke about was determining your future. And in that decisive moment, right? This is a decisive moment. And the question is, do you want to determine your future and the future of the world? Do you want to shape the world, or do you want to let the world shape you and determine your future for you? Do you want to, do you want to be the kind of person that's a leader who sh- shows happiness and joy that we find in Christ, or the kind of a person that just kind of follows along and then finds ourselves lost? And you continued uh, with the um, Bad Gloriate uh, homily and gave some advice about staying connected in their parish. Yes, yes. You know, again, our friendships, the people we're with, um, when you, when you, for a lot of young people, especially those who have been involved either in their school campus ministry or in their parishes, they, a lot of our young people have had some pretty intense relationships with the Lord and experiences 
Um, the Kairos movement, Kairos retreats, gives a good example. The number of young people um, experiencing adoration, or the young people who've gone to Damascus, for example, Catholic Youth Summer Camp, they've had some very powerful experiences. Now you're going to find yourself in a world where not everybody shares that or values that. And so it requires some active searching to find those opportunities. And, you know, in a college where, especially the larger colleges like here in town, OSU or or Ohio Dominican, but we have some form of campus ministry in most of the colleges around here. you you want to search that out. Get get involved in the Newman Center or get involved in the Catholic Campus Ministry. Uh, we have some of the great movements for college age students involve um, um, focus and involve um, SPO St. Paul Outreach, and you'll find people there who share your passion, who've had similar experiences and want to keep that going, and so they're out there. But it takes a little bit of work to find it. But then you have people like myself. I went to – I commuted to college. I took the train in every day, the Long Island Railroad, into Jamaica Station and took that up to St. John's University. So you know, I was somewhat involved in the campus ministry there, but I was only there during the day. I went to mass during the day. I took part in some of the events. But I was connected in my parish. I had the opportunity to work there. I had the opportunity to teach in religious ed. I had the opportunity to do a number of different things. And so for those who are commuting or those who are going right off to work um, or those, those who are attending locally, you, you know, you're not kids. Get involved in the parish like an adult. And, uh, and, and, and if you feel that everybody's older, then find somebody to join with you. you know? Get one of your high school buddies uh, and say, let's, go, let's do something together down, down at the parish where we, we have always been involved. In the readings from yesterday, Jesus promised his protection for those who follow him. I think that gives myself some comfort as a father of a young adult. Um, could you speak to that a little bit? Indeed. That's that's what he promises. He doesn't promise that it's going to be easy. But he promises that he'll never abandon us and that we can always dig down deep into the well and find that strength within us because that's where where the Holy Spirit is dwelling in our hearts. The Holy Spirit is dwelling within us. It's, it's Jesus' way of being present to us and far more present than any other possibility in this world. You know, we can be close to one another. We can be with somebody almost 24-7, but we're never really quite 24-7. But through his spirit given to us, Jesus is present with us in all things, in all things. And that gives us his special protection and his grace. Bishop Brennan, we thank you for your um, beautiful words, the words that are reflective of um, the Lord Jesus Christ, and for your encouragement. You encouraged the seniors so many times yesterday and over the last several weeks with your Frontline of Hope updates. We can't thank you enough for that. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but my daughter is a senior at St. Francis de Sales, and she has taken solace in those words. So we deeply appreciate your concern for our high school seniors and all of our students in our Catholic schools. Would you like to close us with a prayer? Sure. 
But before I do, I just want to say, and we're so proud of all of them, and uh, wish you all the happiness in the world. You know, um, one of the things Pope Francis taught, he says this a lot, but he specifically said it in his letter to the young people last year. You and I, Bill, you and I and all the church, we have a lot to learn from our young people. We have a lot to learn from our seniors and from all of our young people, young adults, young students. So keep teaching us, young people. Teach, teach us that gift of the joy of the gospel. And so let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop Brennan. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.